Roberts Robinson Chevrolet Buick GMC presents Kevin Keatsman Has Issues. Shop, click, drive at robertsrobinson.com. This podcast will never get confused with the Babylon Bee or a parody site or a comedy site, and I'm certainly no comedian, but on this episode, all we can do is laugh, and that's what we're going to do. We're going to make fun of a few things, and we're going to step back from things that the media just always treat as very, very serious and aren't because we have this wide variety of issues out there. We can look at a, something as serious and daunting as the possibility of World War III and the conflict going on in Israel and Gaza, and we can compare it to the same treatment the news gives something like the Donald Trump civil trial in New York City, which is absolute comedic gold. There is no other way to describe it. It's comedic gold. Trump doesn't have to be there, but he's attending. He was even on the stand Wednesday. Remember, this is not a criminal trial. He can't face any jail time. Nothing will come of this other than fines and perhaps some sort of injunctions or rulings against his business operating in the state of New York. That's all this is about. And yes, that's very personal and disconcerting to Donald Trump. And I'm sure it's just breaking his heart that they're attacking his business the way they are because he's probably more proud of his business than he is even being president or his children or something like that. I mean, you, we've, we've all met people that have built businesses and they they just have an affinity for them, an affection for them like nothing else in their life. And that's why they're doing this to Donald Trump. They're cutting to the core of the man. But I'm flipping around just trying to get away yesterday from some of the coverage that's out there of the war the new Speaker of the House, which is a serious thing, and the criticism of the GOP, the different things that are taking place. And if you go online and you try to do any, you know, there's no more war coverage in Ukraine. We don't see any of that because they don't want you to know how bad Ukraine is losing. Like they're getting pummeled in Ukraine and have for three or four months. And there are Russian videos and things, call it propaganda if you want, but the videos are real. If you want to see it, it's as bad as anything you've seen in Israel and Gaza. I mean, they're just... The death toll in Ukraine is outrageous. So there are like real stories going on, like real things. And then I'm flipping through and I see this Nicole Wallace, who I think worked for George Bush at one point. Was she a spokesperson for Bush or Bush or worked for Bush, George W. Bush in the White House? So I guess at one time she fancied herself some sort of a Republican, although we look back at the Bush family now and certainly at best look at them as rhinos, certainly not Reagan-esque and certainly not MAGA. And here's Nicole Wallace, who's just a, uh, she's just that, uh, uh, she's just that person that you're watching and you know she's miserable and unhappy in everything that she does. And she's on there and she's got a legal analyst uh, on, I think it's MSNBC. Is that the channel she's on, right? The legal analyst comes on and goes, oh boy, I'm a legal, I'm a scholar. I'm a legal analyst. This is a really bad day for Donald Trump. This is the worst. Michael Cohen came out and said Trump is a, acts like a mob boss. And what did Michael Cohen, they asked Michael Cohen what he saw when he looked Trump in the eyes in the courtroom. He says, I saw a defeated man, a man who's losing everything that he loves. They're just going with this. They got a four-person panel. They're just going, this is a civil trial of a man who has billions. And the case is about him overstating the worth of his real estate. Now, whatever he re reported as what it was worth then, even if he did overstate it, okay, it's worth that now. <laughs> Does anybody realize what's happened with real estate in the last few years? 
Can you imagine what Trump's holdings are worth now? I mean, the stock market has done nothing under Joe Biden. I mean, we've just sat here spinning our wheels for three years doing nothing. No gains, nothing. You want to put your money in the bank? Put it in a 5.5% CD? You can make a little money doing that now, which you couldn't do before. But there's been no stock market gains. There's nothing to be had. It doesn't exist. But if you've been holding real estate the last few years, it's going up in value. And Trump doesn't hold much commercial real estate. What he holds is properties, residences, hotels, where people live, stay, play, golf courses, the most epic golf courses in the world. He owns properties that have gone way up in value the last few years. So whatever he has said, if he inflated his numbers, he's at those numbers now and, and could probably prove his case just by selling one property right now for a price that he said it was worth. We know the logistics of the case and the, and the specifics. He, there were disclaimers on all these forms. The bankers all got paid. There is no victim in this crime, if you will. So we're going to treat this as comedy today because it's absolute comedy gold. And I'm watching these people on NBC, and they're just having a field day. Like They don't even say that they're, if you're watching that and you don't know better, you think Trump is going to jail over this, which he can't do. That's why he's there. And he pops off in court and the judge put him on the stand. And basically, let me give you the rundown of how this worked yesterday. This is just crazy. Okay. The Trump lawyer said to Michael Cohen on the stand, you all know who Michael Cohen is, former Trump employee. You, Mr. Trump did not ask you to inflate any numbers. Is that correct, Mr. Cohen? Mr. Cohen says that's correct. He testified on the stand that what the case is about never happened. That Trump never told him to inflate numbers. That's all the case is about. Trump attorneys then ask for an immediate verdict. And Judge Engeron, you've seen this guy, the one who did the little song and dance for the cameras and stuff. This guy's a wacko. Immediately says, denied. Denied. Just a straight comeback. And all I could think of when I'm reading this, because there is no video. When I'm reading this, all I can think of is the movie My Cousin Vinny. It's one of my favorites. When My Cousin Vinny comes on, you can't turn away from it. Joe Pesci's fantastic in this movie, Marissa Tomei. It's just, um, I forget the young guy's name that was in a sitcom or something. It's not Scott Bio, it's, it's the other guy. Oh, it was the guy in the Karate Kid movie. He's the nephew or cousin. He gets My Cousin Vinny to come from New York to the Deep South to represent him in a courtroom. And the whole trial then becomes just a joke because Joe Pesci is a lawyer trying to argue a case in Alabama, I think it is, in front of the judge who was actually Herman Munster. <laughs> I mean, the guy who played Herman Munster. I mean, it's one of the funniest movies, greatest movies of all time. Here's a clip. This is exactly what the Trump trial must have sounded like yesterday. Your Honor, may we approach the bench, please? If you wish. Check to this witness being called at this time. We've been given no prior notice he'd testify. No discovery of any tests he's conducted or reports he's prepared. And as the court is aware, the defense is entitled to advance notice of any witness who will testify, particularly those who will give scientific evidence so that we could properly prepare for cross-examination, as well as to give the defense an opportunity to have the witness's reports reviewed by a defense expert who might then be in a position to contradict the veracity of his conclusions. Yes, sir. That is a lucid, intelligent, well-thought-out objection. Thank you, Your Honor. Overruled. 
And so you get the gist of what that movie was about. It was a comedy in a courtroom where the judge was out to get one side of the case. It was, it was very clear from the beginning. Now, this was the movies, and Joe Pesci eventually, through his girlfriend, stumbled into some evidence that at the end of the trial proved that his cousin was not guilty. I think it was the nephew. My cousin, my cousin Vinny, had to be his cousin. And it proved that he was not guilty, and the judge was fair, and the ruling was not guilty, and it all had a happy ending. Well, that's not going to happen here. They've already determined they're going to fine Trump. They're going to penalize his business. They're going to do whatever, and Trump's going to appeal all this stuff. It's just going to keep getting appealed. And so that's what's going to happen. The outcome of this trial has already been decided. But it got so bizarre that after Judge Engoron said no, denied, because the Trump attorneys just said, we want a verdict right now. You, you got Michael Cohen sitting right here. There's no jury. The judge gets to decide. This is not le- This is not a fair proceeding in any way. There's no jury. The judge, it's rigged. It's stacked against Trump and they all know it. So Michael Cohen, who we all know, sounds like the key witness, on, on the stand says, nope, he never told me to do that. Dismiss the case. Dismiss it. They didn't even ask for dismissal. They asked for an immediate verdict. They asked the judge, please go to your chambers. Get back to us when you've made a verdict. The judge denies that. The judge says, this is just one witness, and I don't consider him the key witness, and there's enough evidence in this case to fill this courtroom. The judge goes on like a monologue about how he's already decided that Trump is guilty. This is insane. The stuff that you're reading that the judge is saying is absolutely insanity. You can only laugh at it. This is comedic. It's Keystone Cops. The judge then asked Trump to take the stand and said, you have a gag order. He's already fined him $5,000 for speaking about the trial outside the trial. The judge says, take the stand, Mr. Trump. So this judge is now putting the former president of the United States on the stand under oath in a civil trial. Said, you made comments publicly about a partisan person sitting alongside in the courtroom, alongside the judge. Who are you referring to? And and Trump said, you know, like the clerk, Michael Cohen and the clerk. And the judge goes, okay, you're not talking about me. You're talking about the clerk, right? And he goes, no, you and Michael Cohen. He looks the judge right in the eye and goes, when I'm talking about the unfair, completely biased and rigged people in this courtroom, judge, I'm talking about you and Michael Cohen. And the judge again says, wait, I think you're talking about my clerk right here. And then there was some sort of comment of, she may be more biased and rigged than you, but I'm talking about you. <laughs> He's the, Trump, former president, is looking a judge in the eye saying, I'm talking about you when I'm out there ignoring your gag order and talking about how rigged and cheated and dirty you are. Yes, I'm talking about you, Judge. (laughs) You can't make this up. If this was on TV, this would be the greatest show you've ever seen. I mean, this is comedic at every level. It's pure comedy. So Trump goes and sits back down. They try to get the case, uh, a verdict in the case. He's denied. Then there's another ruling about 40 minutes later, and Trump just gets up and storms out of the courtroom, which, again, not a criminal trial. He's not required to be there. He can leave anytime he wants. So he storms out on the judge in the middle of the trial, walks out, and goes to reporters and starts talking about how rigged the entire thing is. Trump walks out and finds the reporters and said, the witness admitted we won the case, and the judge won't end it. And so he walked out. And you know this. You know the golden rule of Trump. Trump is right. He's always right. He's always right way after the fact, because right now they're not saying he's right. 
But we'll learn in the end that he's right because that's the way it always works. He's always wrong, always wrong, always wrong. And then by the time a few months go by and he was actually right, everybody's forgotten that. We know this. It's been on it. He didn't pee on a bed in Russia that Obama slept in. It's just ridiculous. This is so comedic. I can't even believe it. The judge slapped another $10,000 fine on him. And Trump goes on his way. There's another day Thursday. I don't know if Trump will be there. He doesn't have to be there. I, I would think if you stormed out, you've seen enough, you've had enough. There's no reason to be there. They're, they, look, they're going to levy a bunch of fines. They'll they'll delay all this. They'll appeal all this. Trump's going to try to win the presidency. If he does, he's not going to have to pay any of this because he'll blow the whole thing up. <laughs> you can basically pardon yourself for anything at that point, and there'd be good reason to do it. All the while, this crap show is happening in this civil trial, and this is where I just can't stop laughing. Trump's numbers keep going up. New polling this week. Trump is up seven in Michigan. (laughs) Up seven in Michigan. You know what that means? That means that anybody, anybody anywhere that is affiliated with the auto industry that ever voted for a Democrat has flipped. These auto workers have been on strike. It's affecting everyone, not just auto workers and their families. It is a giant industry in the state of Michigan. There are people that make, have companies that make, well, Callahan Auto Parts. You remember this, right? The movie Tommy Boy, his dad made brake parts for the car manufacturers and stuff. Brake brake pads. There are companies that make seatbelt buckles in Michigan for General Motors. And they put them in your GMC Sierra or something. You know, there's all kinds of affiliated businesses paint suppliers, it does, it, it's core to the state. And they're all looking at this and watching Joe Biden's weakness, not just his weakness in serious things like Israel or whatever, his weakness on this. A Democrat president is supposed to come to the defense of the United Auto Workers and get this thing done. Now, it sounds like there's a deal done with Ford, and that means the GM and Stellaris deals are going to get done and this thing's going to be over. These people aren't going to forget. Joe Biden's been nowhere. They see Trump as their friend. Michigan is a seven-point swing. Well, it's more than that because he didn't win Michigan, right? Lost by a few thousand votes. Trump is up seven in polling. Trump's never been up in polling. If he's up seven, he's probably up 11. He's up five in Pennsylvania, so he's probably up seven or eight. He's up two in Wisconsin, which means he's up four or five. And nationally, he's up five, which means he's probably up seven nationally. And he's sitting in a New York courtroom in a a scene from My Cousin Vinny with a dirty judge in a ridiculous civil trial, eating up his time. They're like, oh, what's he going to do? It's keeping him off the campaign trail. If there was ever a dude that did not need to be on the campaign trail, it's Donald Trump. It's not necessary at this point. It's not necessary until June. It just really isn't. June, July, August, September, October. Five months of hitting the road and going everywhere is plenty. Right now, he can't buy this kind of exposure. Everybody knows it's fake. Everybody. And to watch, the funniest part of the whole thing is to watch MSNBC treat this like Michael Cohen said, I saw a defeated man, a man who's about to lose everything he loves. It's just so good. I mean, this needs to be Joe Pesci. This needs to be pure comedy gold. This, that we... This, this is so funny. I can't do anything but laugh. I just love it. There's also polling out that if you add Robert F. Kennedy Jr. to the race now, and it's a three-person race with Biden, Trump, and RFK, you add a point and a half 
to Trump and you subtract a point and a half for Biden. If it's a four-person race with Cornell West, it's even better. You add two and a half for Trump and you subtract two and a half for Biden. So let me tell you exactly what that means. Right now, the four-person race in the latest polling that came out Monday, the Harris poll, four-person race, Trump has a 10-point lead nationally. <laughs> I mean, you're kidding me. Look, you know I'm pragmatic about these things. We're a year away. A lot can happen in a year. Everybody knows that and recognizes that. But do you really think things are going to go so well for Joe Biden over the next year that Americans are going to change their mind if they've already flipped? If they've already flipped, what exactly is, and, and all these people that have flipped know that Trump's in all these trials. They know all this stuff, but to them, it's fake. He, even for people that didn't vote for him or like him, he was still their president for four years. They saw what he did. They know what gas prices were. They know what grocery prices were. They know how much it cost to buy a house. They know how much it cost to borrow money to buy a house. They knew we never started a war. He's the first president in I don't know how long that didn't start a war. They knew it was safer. They knew the police were stronger. They knew our borders were closed. People know this stuff. This matters more than anything. And these people that are flipping, exactly what is it that Joe Biden's going to do now in the next year that's going to flip them back? Because I, I, I've been saying it for quite a while. Joe Biden needed to get serious on the border. He needed to release oil and bring gas prices down. If he wants to get reelected, there are things that he can do, but the clock's ticking now. They haven't even started lowering interest rates yet. He hasn't put his thumb on Jerome Powell to lower interest rates. Let the inflation go. Lower the interest rates. Get it down to where people can buy some houses, for crying out loud. I mean, there's nothing worse than mortgage rates. They're, really, the inflation thing, people are getting raises and they're making money and employment's out there. We'll withstand some inflation. It sucks that groceries cost more and Thanksgiving's going to cost more. That all sucks. But it really sucks if you can't, if you're, some people feel trapped in their house. They're like, I'm in this house, but man, we just had another baby. We need a bigger house or we want to move or I've got a job offer somewhere else. But if I've got a mortgage on this house at two and a half percent and I want to try to go move here somewhere else and buy another house and get a mortgage at 8%, I can't afford it. That's real. And these mortgage rates are a big deal. And Biden hasn't even tried to put any pressure on Jerome Powell to lower the rates. I mean, I just assume we get a year out and they just start lowering the rates every, every month. They'd come down a quarter point, quarter point, quarter point to where they're at least reasonable come election day. Down in the fives or fours, that's where I thought they'd be by election day. And he'd be able to go out on the trail and say, look, I lowered the rates. We're getting better. Everything's turning around because inflation lags behind that. That won't be his problem. And maybe the master plan is to start after the first year. I don't know. But you tell me what it is that Joe Biden can do in a year to get back these people that have flipped. If they've flipped, if people that voted for Biden have flipped and said, I'd vote for Trump now, and clearly the polling is showing there are millions of people thinking that, you tell me how Biden's going to get that back. And the best part of this is, this is polling. And the people that say they flipped or whatever, they may stay home. But if you were a Biden voter and you just stay home, Trump wins. If you're a Biden voter that thinks I should be voting for Trump, but I just can't go to the polls and do it, that's a win for Trump. It's all a win for Trump. If you're going with RFK Jr., it is almost, it's just so likely to be a win for Trump. Sure, there's some rhinos out there that don't like mean tweets. And they may think RFK is their guy because he's anti-vax or big pharma or whatever. 
Cornell West may peel off more black vote. That's a win for Trump. Although Trump is making huge strides in that area, the news is all good. It's funny. It's funny. If we can't, in this world where there's so much craziness and, and you know mean, awful, hate-filled stuff taking place between different countries and peoples, if we can't laugh at what the Democrats are doing to Trump, I don't know how else to treat it. I can't really treat it as serious news. It's not serious news. It's fake news at the highest level, and it's hilarious. And what happened in that courtroom on Wednesday is unprecedented, and doggone it, I wish there was video. I wish there was video because this judge would look so bad. It would be so bad. I wish there was video. It had to, it had to be straight out. I mean, just flat out, straight out of my cousin Vinny. It's flat on hysterical. KKHI is enjoying a laugh with you today with our friends at bstock.net. Uh, Chris got a hold of me and said, we're all into the gaming this holiday season. Gaming desktops, gaming laptops, Sony PS5s. MSI is largely considered the biggest and most desirable brand in gaming. They've got their product line in stock, but there's only a small quantity of each of these things this year, and they will put them on their website and sell them to anyone. If you would like to get in on anything gaming for the holiday season, call bstock.net and say, here's what I'm looking for. You know, whether it's for you or someone else, or ask your, your kids, your grown kids, whoever, are you looking for something gaming? There's real savings. I mean, giant savings on all this. Small amount of inventory, but they're going to have a little bit of everything. 913-800-1419. You got to make the phone call or visit them at 14680 South Flaming Road. These items are not on the website yet, and they won't be for a couple weeks. This inventory is coming in, and Chris said, I want your listeners to have the first opportunity at it before we even put it on the website. 913-800-1419. 913-800-1419. Or visit them in person at 14680 South Flaming Road. It's the old Toys R Us building out by where the Great Mall used to be. In Olathe, it's bstock.net. Cross Kitchens is still offering free countertops. If you call right now, you could be eligible for free countertops with your job. If you remodel a kitchen, a bathroom, a man cave, whatever it is that you're remodeling, people are remodeling for a simple reason. Interest rates are really high on mortgages. So people are staying in their homes. They're saying, we're staying here. Our equity's gone way up in our home, but we'd like to freshen it up a little bit. Cross Kitchens is here for you. They'd love to do the work. Tim and Brittany are just great conservatives. They live on a micro farm in Belton. These are salt-of-the-earth folks, and almost everyone that works for Tim has been with him for years and years and years. He's craftsman. He wants to keep him busy this winter, doing lots of great jobs like your house. If you've thought about this and you haven't made the call, now is the time to make the call. It does not commit you to anything. There is no pressure and no obligation, but right now, free granite countertops are available to you if you're eligible with the job that you're going to have done at your house. Call right now, 816-898-898. 7047. That's 816-898-7047. If history repeats itself, this deal will only be available the next couple of weeks and he'll pull the plug on it because he'll fill his worksheet and that will be that. The last time he did this, he did it for four weeks and we're a little over two weeks. He's been offering it right now. So my guess is you got a short window here to make the call. Again, no obligation to make the phone call. Just call Tim and Brittany at Cross Kitchens KC, 816 818-7047. They'd love to show you what they could do in in your home. They'll render a 3D design for you, the whole deal, and see if it is for you. CrossKitchensKC.com.
And our friends at Window World, yeah, they do a lot of great work in the fall, and it's been raining like heck. If you're seeing water coming in and you need new windows, Window World is your best solution. They're American-made windows, siding, and doors with lifetime warranties. 0% financing is available. They're the official windows of the Kansas City Chiefs. As we like to say, Window World is simply the best for less. These are great, really, for any property. Your home, a second home. If you have rental properties, they're absolutely perfect. They have a wide range of products from very low cost to really, really high efficiency, more expensive windows. So there's a wide variety for you. And again, it's the same thing. If you live within a anywhere in Missouri, really anywhere in Missouri, most of Kansas, parts of Iowa up in Nebraska, they'll drive two hours to see you. They're, they're about customer service. They will literally drive two hours to see your project. Many of you live in small rural areas that don't have companies that do this kind of work. Call Window World, 816-799-0820. That's 816-799-0820. Online at windowskansascity.com. Well, you can't make this up. In the state of Oregon, the Board of Education has dropped, quote, re dropped requiring, quote, the mastery of reading, writing, and math, unquote, for graduation. There's a total pause for 11th graders. If you're a junior high student in Oregon in a public school and you can't read or write or do math, you get a free pass. Apparently, they're going to ask you during summer school to go try to learn some of this before your senior year. But even then, the Oregon State Board of Education has dropped and eliminated assessment tests because they see them as unfair. There will be no assessment tests. We will not assess you on whether you can read, write, or add. We'll let it all slide. Only in the state of Oregon. Apparently, this is fair for all. To take tax dollars from every citizen, build schools, staff schools to teach kids, fail to teach kids, and have that be okay and let them go because that's fair to all makes no sense to me. Doesn't sound like it's very fair to the taxpayers. Doesn't sound like it's very good for the future of the state of Oregon to not require anyone. In other words, what they're saying is this is daycare. When you're 18, we're going to hand you a piece of paper, said you were here from kindergarten until 12th grade, and on your way you go. Out into society. Go smoke your pot, chain yourself to a tree, you know, glue your hand to a runway somewhere. <laughs> it's Oregon. Get high, man. Don't stop with pot. Get some good drugs. You can live downtown in Tent City in Portland if you want. You can do anything. We don't care. We'll take care of you. We'll keep taxing, and we'll keep taking care of everyone because that's fair. Go be a loser. There's just giant signs outside the high schools in Oregon that says, go be a loser. Oh, we have the books here. You could learn this. It's sort of like going to prison. We're going to keep you here off the streets because your parents are working. We'll watch over you. There's some books over there if you want to read them. If you want to get better while you're here for eight hours a day, go ahead and get better. If not, well, we're okay with that. You know, you, you're here for a 12-year sentence, 13-year sentence. Age five to age 18, you got a 13-year sentence here in the Oregon schools. We're really not going to require much of you because that's not fair. It's not fair for everyone. To hold everybody to the same standards, say you need to learn this material to move on to the next grade, that isn't right. So essentially, whatever your age is, you just keep moving. 
And by the time you get to the 11th grade, where they have a total pause for 11th graders and don't require any mastery of reading, writing, or math, you're done. Can you imagine being 17 and you can't read? If you've been in the Oregon public school since you were five and you're now 17 and you can't read or write? They've decided as a board, get this, unanimously that they're allowing this. That means every single one of them is a progressive liberal. There's not one person on the Oregon State School Board of Education that is conservative. That is just the saddest thing ever. I think, I think we're, we're, we're living during the beginning of the end for public schools. I do. I think it's just, I think it's a failure. I think it's a failure. Maybe we'll have public daycares where you can send your kids if you don't want to educate them. And you send them there so you can go work and they babysit for a few hours. And of course the taxpayers will pick up on that dime, but I, it's, it's, it's just gotta be over. There's just going to be no good public schools left by the time this is said and done. It's uh, it's a serious dumbing down of America and everybody can see it. Elections have started in Missouri. They matter. We remind everybody every single day during this election season, this is an off year election. Democrats outvote Republicans two to one. That's how they get the school boards. That's how they get your city council. That's how they become your mayor. When you start to ask what's happening in your town, it will be your fault. In many areas around a city of 2 million people, many suburb areas, most suburb areas, registered Republicans outnumber registered Democrats. And in every one of those areas, the voter turnout in off-year elections is higher for Democrats. They, they do politics better than we do. They do elections better than we do. They're not very good at implementing anything that works. They're not very good at ideas. They get almost everything wrong, and they dislike their country for the most part. But damn, they're good at elections. They are really good at turning out. They get their people to go vote. They stuff ballots. They do whatever they can. It is open voting right now in the state of Missouri, and it begins Saturday in Kansas. It is more than just you figuring out who to vote for. You need to take at least one person with you and try to convince five to vote. We have 45,000 followers of this podcast. If only a fourth of them hear this podcast and hear this call and go find one person to go with you, that's 20,000 more votes. If you find five, it's 50,000. Somebody told me it requires about 1,100 votes in my ward in Lenexa to become the council person. 1,100. We're knocking doors. If we, can, if we can knock 100 doors and get half those people to go vote, and I've already got about a dozen friends that I've motivated to vote, there's 60, 65 votes for my guy, Mark Charlton. If I can get him 65 votes, I've made a big difference. He's trying to get to 1,000. Maybe 1,100, 65 votes matters. That's not a small, insignificant deal. You can make a difference. Voting is open. Go vote. All right, sports will be brought to you today by Amini's Galleria, 105th and Metcalf in Overland Park. This is Amini's. Right now, they have an end-of-season outdoor furniture tent sale going on with big savings, 60 months, no interest. Ask for the details there. They also have great, cool things for inside your home. And if they don't have it, They'll order it for you, whether it's a special pinball machine, jukebox, golden tea, pool table, shuffleboard, game tables, bar sets, bar stools, 
It's all at Amini's, and it is the best stuff. Go see them at 105th and Metcalf. They also now feature saunas. There are great health benefits to a sauna in your home. I'm not talking about hot tubs. I'm talking about the steam room, the sauna. These are, you can't call them portable, um, but they can be standalone somewhere in your house, or you can build them in. They can be built into your wall, backing up into like a storage room or something and become part of your man cave or your room downstairs or whatever. A lot of people love the benefits of a sauna for joint pain, tiredness, just generally good health. R. Ash Amini's the owner of Amini's. And a few years ago, he learned the power of sauna to help his knee pain. He's had a couple of knee surgeries and he found that the sauna every day for a few minutes really helps how his knees feel. And he found these products and he put one in his home and he said, well, why wouldn't I put these in Amini's? They might be able to help somebody else. This is not really their core business, folks. It is not their core business, but it's R. Ash's passion that it's helped my knees. It might help somebody else. If a doctor is recommending that you be in a sauna every day or every other day, go check them out on the showroom floor. There's three different levels and price points. It's doable. This is not like building a custom sauna in your home. They're at Amini's, 105th and Metcalf, if you want to check one out. Fry Orthodontics, Dr. Jeremy's awesome. He texts me all the time, and he's just such a good dude and so in tune to everything going on in sports, politics, and life. I love that about Dr. Jeremy. His family, well, they're great orthodontists, first of all. They're really good at what they do. They're really good business people and have expanded their business and grown it into, a obviously, a big deal. There's 14 locations around town. But they are, they're just tremendous assets to our community. The things they're involved in and the things that they do that they don't really like me talking about, and so I don't go into great detail, these are the people that do those things and don't put out press releases or hold news conferences about it. They just do it. The give back level from the Fry family is enormous. It's enormous. Uh, Jeremy's dad, who started Fry Orthodontics, is on the University of Missouri Board of Curators. Like He's retired, and he's spending all this time with the Board of Curators at the University of Missouri, giving back to the education system in Missouri. Let me tell you something. Mizzou's Board of Curators needs him. He's doing a great job there. This is what they do. There's no money involved in that. That's your, your, you've been a great, upstanding leader in our community, and the governor calls you and wants you to be on the board of curators, and you accept, and you do it in your best years, your golden years, your retirement years. He could be fishing with his grandkids all day, playing golf. He's got enough money to go travel, sail his boat, do whatever he wants to do, and he's working for the University of Missouri Board of Curators. That's awesome. That's what these folks are about. That's not charity work, okay? Don't get me wrong. I was, I was talking about their charity work, but this is just what's in their heart. If you're considering the perfect smile, you really shouldn't consider anyone else in Kansas City other than Fry Orthodontics online at fryorthodontics.com. And my man Hutch at Amazing Garage Floor, I had uh, I got an email from a buddy the other day. said, can I get the number? Is it? Can he still get driveways and sidewalks done this season? I'm like, well, of course he can. And they're going to be here near my neighborhood. I'm like, they've done all kinds of work in my neighborhood. Jessica saw a person on Facebook that was asking the name of the company that they knew that sponsored on the podcast. It's amazing. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Garagefloors.net. It's easy. And yes, if you need a referral, there's about a dozen in my neighborhood of driveways and sidewalks that he sealed. And they're really good at this. And it really makes a difference when they start throwing salt and sand all over your driveway this year. 
Get it sealed right now this fall. AmazingGarageFloors.net, 913-901-7139. If you live in Denver, it is likely too late. The salt and the sand is coming this weekend. The Chiefs play in Denver on Sunday afternoon. Right now, the Groundhogs are saying 90% chance of snow during this game. Now, I'm okay with a forecast that says 90% chance of snow on Sunday. I'm not okay with a forecast that says 90% of chance of snow during the game. First of all, you don't know how long the game is going to last. It may last two hours and 48 minutes. It may last three hours and 48 minutes. So there's a whole hour of flexibility there in a game like this. So you can't really know. If you're thinking three to six, well, that isn't right because the game starts at 325, I believe. Don't think it starts at straight up three. I don't know. But they're saying snow on Sunday. So Patrick Mahomes at his weekly news conference, of course, was asked about snow. And this is why Patrick Mahomes is so great. He's from Texas. He came to KC. He's played very, still played very little in the snow. I think maybe he's played one snow game at Arrowhead, and it was against the Broncos. I believe they won 23-3. to He was good. Not as good as he is when it's not snowing, but he was good. Patrick Mahomes has an advantage of you no matter what. You can set the field on fire, and Patrick Mahomes has an advantage on you. Patrick Mahomes says, when asked about this, he says, uh, you know, I didn't really have this growing up in Texas. Before I got here, I'd only seen snow twice. And that was living in Texas. When it snows there, it doesn't do much. It either melts or they get ice storms in the Dallas area. Quite frequently, they get ice storms. So he's seen bad weather and cold temperatures. Not, it's not like he grew up in Arizona or Tampa or something like that. But he hadn't really seen snow or played in snow. And now here he is. He's only played in a couple of snow games. Did he play in one? There was, I, I know there was one against Denver here, and I'm trying to think where else. There had to be some snow at some point in Denver. Over the last few years, I guess it only makes sense that he would have had that. He just says yesterday, I think I'm a snow game guy. You know why he says that? Because he believes it. Why does he believe it? He believes it because he thinks he's going to win Sunday. And they're telling him it's going to snow. And he's like, all right, I'm a snow game guy. I'm going to go win that one. This is what the great ones say and do, and he means it. He's not just out there saying, I think I'm a snow game guy. Nobody wants to really play in the snow. Although I will say this, I heard many retired football players say after they play, you can't believe, this is going to drive you crazy, but you can't believe how a snow game breaks up the monotony. The season is a routine. Every game starts to feel the same. It's either the same thing at home, the same fans, the same songs, the same music, or you go on the road and it's a different stadium, a different opponent, but it's still a road trip. Everything they do, the airplane's the same, the hotel's the same, the food's the same, the routine's the same. There's a routine to everything. I've had several players tell me there is nothing that breaks up the routine and the monotony of an NFL season. The repetitiveness, maybe, is the better word. The repetition of a season than a snow game. They'll say things like, if they're not from the South, they'll say, it reminds me of when I was a kid. Because when you were a kid and it snowed, you immediately went outside and you played football. It didn't hurt to fall to the ground, did it? <laughs> it was fun. You couldn't wait to have some snow on the ground on Thanksgiving for your turkey bowl in your backyard. You loved things like that. Player after player after player has said it. So it does become playtime. It becomes a, a form of football that is far different, far less serious, more fun 
than non-snow football. Even for the fans watching, it's more fun. We love especially sitting at home in front of the fireplace, watching a snow game. What's better than that? But I love attending a snow game. I don't like attending a cold game. Most snow games aren't that cold. Most snow games, it's in the 20s and the wind isn't really blowing. It's just falling. And it's lovely. And you're watching it and the players are having a ball. And I'll just ask this question about Patrick Mahomes. Will anyone in Denver, if it's snowing on Sunday, have more fun playing football than Patrick Mahomes? I think we all agree the answer to that is absolutely no. I don't think I've ever said this before, but I agree with Colts owner Jim Ursay. Jim Ursay is finally on board with me. I don't know what they've been waiting on. These owners are, sometimes they're buffoons. The things that they change for rules in the offseason but forget to do drives me crazy. It's been 15 years, maybe 20, since I said for the first time, every play in football should be reviewable, everything, including penalties. My God, Major League Baseball went right around the NFL. Major League Baseball didn't want to have review because they didn't want to make the umpires look bad. Ultimately, all you review in baseball is umpire calls. To me, these are like flags. Honestly, oh, but you can't review flags in football. Can't do that. The Colts got beat because of two bad calls last week. And the NFL has admitted such that two horrible mistakes were made at the very end of that game that cost the Colts the game. And Jim Irsay has now come out and said, this is so stupid. We don't need rules over what's reviewable and what's not. Everything's reviewable. Leave it up to the coach to decide. Amen. I've been saying this for probably 20 years. More decisions and more pressure on coaches is great drama for fans. We love to criticize coaches. We love to play armchair coach. We love to coach as we watch. We love all this. Put it on the coaches. Give them all another timeout. Have a separate bank for challenges. I don't care. Again, I don't care if my game is five minutes longer. I've never cared if a football game is five minutes longer. If they're worried about TV partners and getting commercials in and things like that, that's a whole other issue. But can you imagine the, just the re, from a revenue standpoint, if you added one more challenge or one more timeout to a football game, that's two more two-minute breaks. That's eight more commercials at what? A million dollars each? $8 million more per game? I mean, why not? We love this stuff. And make it to where, if you want to keep the challenge going, it's the commercial in the double boxes. All challenges should immediately go to commercial and keep the action and the replays up. We don't need the announcers talking over it. Just keep showing us the different angles. All right? Keep showing us and put a commercial up. Make your money that way. We don't care. Put this on the coaches. Everything's reviewable. There was a pass interference call at the end of this game where the ball literally was so far in, over the end zone and hit the back wall. And they called pass interference and gave first and goal to, oh, it's, I'm losing my mind now over who, who beat the Colts on, was it Cleveland? Beat the Colts on Sunday. Um, and so it was just ridiculous. And I'm with Ursay. Everything should be reviewable. Other NFL news. This is bad for the 49ers and it's bad for the Chiefs, but it's good for the Bengals. The Bengals this week are at San Francisco, and Brock Purdy is out. Their starting quarterback is in concussion protocol. Well, this is kind of scary. He started showing symptoms of concussion on the flight home. They played Monday night in Minneapolis, and while they were flying home to San Francisco, he started displaying symptoms of head trauma. That's scary. He's in protocol. He won't play. Nobody's ever been in protocol in the week and then played. 
Sam Darnold is the backup. Debo Samuel is still out. The left tackle Trent Williams is hurt with an ankle injury. It's a great setup for the Bengals. If you still think the Bengals can make a run and make a run at the Chiefs, the Chiefs play them later this year, it's a game you'd rather the 49ers win. It just is. Tip of the cap to Sporting Kansas City. They went their first 10 games of the season without a win. February, March, and April, no wins. No wins. February, March, and April, no wins. First 10, 0 for 10, no wins. They made the playoffs. They made what was essentially called a wild card. It's a one-off game, and they beat San Jose. Now, it was a typical sporting game, 95 minutes of nothing. This game went the regular 90, the stoppage time of five minutes, 95 minutes, nothing. Nobody scored, 0-0. So they go into penalty kicks, PK shootout, and win it 4-2. They advance to play St. Louis in a two-out-of-three series. That's kind of fun. I'll pay attention to that. Sporting's on in the next round of the playoffs. It's St. Louis has a home field advantage, as they should. Sporting sneaked their way in at the end, but they're playing their best soccer of the year. When Sporting plays its best soccer, you don't score. When you don't score and a game comes down to a 0-0 penalty kick, you're in trouble. Why are you in trouble if you're in a shootout with Sporting Kansas City? Tim Melia, the goalkeeper for Sporting Kansas City, are you ready for this? You have never heard a statistic like this. You don't have to love soccer to appreciate this. Peter Vermees said he's the best I've ever seen at penalty kicks. We watch penalty kicks and we think it's luck. You're guessing one side or another. Well, you do this seven times in your career, it's not luck. You know the players that are kicking it at you. You know their tendencies. You know that you can see something. You have a feel, like Patrick Mahomes has a feel for the game. Clearly, Tim Melia in shootouts has a feel for what's happening. He is 7-0. and oh. Sporting Kansas City's goalkeeper has never lost a shootout. That's incredible. So what's Sporting's goal when they go to St. Louis for game one? Don't give up a goal. You may win 1-0, 1-0. You may win 2-0. But if it's 0-0, you've never lost one of those. 7-0, Tim Melia, that's just astounding. Our final final today is brought to you by Earth Effects Outdoor. They'd love to be your landscape company. They'll do pretty much anything you'd like. They can do all your landscaping needs, lawn and landscape, regular service, put down the fertilizer, cut your grass, do all those things, keeps your bushes trimmed, lots of mulch in there. Or they do great build-outs of kitchens and fire pits and all kinds of cool hardscapes. Yes, they work during the winter. There's a lot of things they can do during pockets of good weather and have you ready to go by spring. A new outdoor kitchen, a fire pit, an area to watch, I don't know, football games outside, a covered deck, all kinds of cool things they do. Earth Effects Outdoor Lawn and Landscape. eeoutdoor.com. That's eeoutdoor.com. 816-478-7700. MyPillow.com is having a site-wide sale. It's pretty much half off on everything, and it's time to buy somebody something for Christmas. Mike Lindell needs help from conservatives everywhere. No liberals anywhere are spending a nickel with him. The corporations he's done business with that have gone all woke have cut him off. And he's relying on all of us to support his business. So in that way, he's a bigger business. He's not a giant corporation. He's a bigger business than your small local business, certainly. But they're in a bad way right now. He's reduced all his prices to get some cash inflow. He's trying to get some cash coming in. And so the prices are reduced. Pretty much everything is about half price or better. At MyPillow.com, use the promo code KKHI. They sent us an email and said, Kevin, it's the lowest price promo code we offer. You have every 
maximum deal for every one of your listeners at KKS Issues. The promo code is KKHI. Get yourself a new pair of slippers. Get your dog a new dog bed, okay? Or the premium pillows. My Pillow 2.0 is awesome. I sleep on it every single night. You're going to love it. 800-923-9034 or mypillow.com slash KKHI. And of course, Gary Joslin and his team at Joslin's Jewelry would love to see you this weekend. If you're diamond shopping, they have thousands of diamonds to choose from, but also really cool gifts for, you know, a hundred bucks, little bracelets, necklaces, things like that. Maybe your teenage daughter would like something kind of sparkly to wear and you don't want to spend too much money. That's cool. Joslin's loves that too. And they'll even clean your jewelry while you're there. 95th and, uh, 95th and Antioch in Overland Park, the jeweler you'll recommend to your friends and family. Our final final comes from the state of Texas, where a man named Michael Duncan has been apparently like a city boy in Texas, but he's fallen in love with the show Yellowstone, which I also love, which we also think maybe is over, because Kevin Costner and the producer of the show have gotten sideways. But Michael Duncan fell in love with the show and said, you know what? I live in Texas. There's a lot of rules here. He looked at the law. I should get a horse. So he learned how to ride. And he bought a 17-year-old horse and changed the horse's name to Sheriff because his favorite football player was Peyton Manning, and Peyton Manning's nickname is Sheriff. And now the horse is 19 years old. He's had him for two years now. He says, this horse is my best friend. I've never been as close to anything my whole life as I am to this horse. And he rides the horse everywhere. He says he's been to 100 different places in Texas, bars, restaurants, Walmart. He said he even went to a hotel with his horse. Some of the places he goes in, he said, there are bars with big outdoor rodeo style patios in the back and they let me ride my horse right on back there and drink beer. He has a fake ID for his horse. His horse is 19. So when he goes to a bar, he shows him his horse's ID that he's 21. And he loves the song, Beer for My Horses. (laughs) Whiskey for my men, beer for my horses. That's awesome. Michael Duncan bought a horse because he loves the show Yellowstone and he has ridden it to a hundred different places in Texas that allow that. God bless Texas. Thank you so much for listening to KKHI. Please hit that like or follow button if you haven't done it or subscribe. I know many of you mean well and say you're going to do it. Please do it today. And if you don't mind, tell somebody else about the podcast and have them hit that button. They'll get the notifications when they're up. Most of the people that listen to the podcast stay on board and keep listening. They seem to like what we do here. I'm very thankful for that. I don't understand it completely. But I'm appreciative of it, and I thank you for it, and thank you for being our warriors out there. And don't forget to vote. Polling is open in Missouri. It opens Saturday in Kansas. Thanks for listening to Kevin Keatsman Has Issues, presented by Roberts Robinson Chevrolet Buick GMC. To get exclusive patrons-only podcasts, receive a weekly newsletter, and attend in-person patrons-only parties, visit kkhasissues.com and become a patron today. This has been a production of Crooked Tail Media Incorporated. (laughs) 